Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Thankful and grateful this afternoon. We thank you, Father, for your mighty presence that is here with us. Spirit of God, we welcome you. We ask, Lord, give us receptive hearts. Hearts that are receptive to your word. We pray, Lord, let our hearts become in your hand like a clay. Remold our hearts. Father, change our hearts. Transform our hearts. Let us not leave this place the same as we came. We are grateful, Spirit of God. We are thankful in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Clap for Jesus. And I want to continue sharing with you faithfulness. I love it. This is a message that we have made attempt to share for a long time. And we put pauses on the message as activities, different activities come, and we have to divert a little bit. But um, I'm hoping that we will finish very soon. How many of you are tired of hearing this message? Wonderful. Do not be tired. Or you are tired of hearing me preach to you? How many of you are tired of me preaching? Amen. Wonderful. So, um, we want to continue on faithfulness. And I believe God will speak to us. Amen. Just for a short time. We don't have a lot of time. But um, faithfulness. So we are saying that faithfulness is a very important characteristic when it comes to working with the Lord. When it comes to serving God. It is a primary requirement. Hallelujah. It is a primary requirement to have faithfulness if you are working with the Lord. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. Hallelujah. This is our foundational scripture. It says, moreover, it is required. Say required. required. Say required. required. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. It is required in servants of God, in the children of God, in people who serve God. It is required that faithfulness be found in you. Hallelujah. It is required that you be found faithful. It is expected of you to be faithful. Hallelujah. It says, moreover, it is required in stewards. It is required in servants that you be found faithful. When something is required, it means you don't have a choice. It means in working with God, it is a must that you be faithful. Hallelujah. That is a prerequisite. It is a requirement. You cannot graduate 
from college without taking certain courses. There are certain courses that are not optional. There are certain courses that you must take them. They are requirements. Amen. And you can do so many things. You can take so many credits and finish so many courses and do so many, take so many classes, including difficult ones, and pass them and get good grades. If you don't meet the basic requirements, the, 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 the things that are required, you cannot graduate. Amen. You cannot say that I have enough credits to graduate and you don't have, what is that English course? English 101. You can say that I have, you can say, what, what are you talking about? I am ready to go to medical school. I am finished with all these difficult things. I have done chemistry and I have done physics. I have done biochemistry and I have done um, calculus one and two. And you don't have English 101. You don't have English 101. And you can say that, but I can speak it. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You can't say that, look at my, look at my history, um, look at my history papers that I've been writing and see that I write very well. And take that for, if you don't take English 101, you cannot graduate. Can you give me a little volume, please, so I don't have to. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So that is how faithfulness is with God. Working with God, you must have faithfulness in you. There should be faithfulness in you. Amen. And the thing about faithfulness is that it is not in what you are telling us. It is what you are doing. And what is in your heart. Amen. So God is always looking at what is in your heart. Yeah, binoculars and telescopes. And you don't come by yourself and say, God is checking me out. He's looking beyond and looking into your heart. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So you should always assess yourself and see there is faithfulness in you. Faithfulness in you. Amen. We shared so many things. I encourage you to listen to the messages and you'll be blessed. But we decided to go through certain things that people who are unfaithful or people who are disloyal, another word for unfaithfulness is disloyalty. Being faithful means you are loyal. Amen. So we said that there are things that people go through. We say people do not just become unfaithful suddenly or disloyal suddenly. They go through certain things. They go through certain stages. Sometimes husbands become unfaithful, but they, don't, they are not unfaithful from day one. As they are choosing a wife, they, are, they have a heart to be faithful. But sometimes they go through certain stages. And these are some of the stages we want to look at. What stages a person can possibly go through to become unfaithful or to become disloyal. And we listed some of the stages. We say one of the stages that a person will go through is independent spirit. A stage of independent spirit. And we talked a lot about this. An independent spirit, a person who has an independent spirit, 
is that person who does things on his own or on her own. You are in a group. You belong to a group, but you do things on your own. You do not regard any of the rules of the group. But you consider yourself a member of the group. Hallelujah. We say we are fasting. We are all, the church is declaring a fast. Every Thursday we fast. You say, I don't fast on Thursday. Thursday is not a good day for me. So I fast on Wednesdays. You all can fast Thursday all you want, but I fast on Wednesday. Amen. Amen. We say, all of us as a church, we come on a prayer line on Monday to pray. We say, my prayer time is my lunch hour. And I have prayed already. Amen. You see, we do these things and we think they are benign. But such spirit is what leads to disloyalty. Amen. There's so many things that we shared about independent spirit and I just wanted us to look at an example in the scriptures about a person who, who had an independent spirit. Second Samuel chapter 3. 2 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 20. 2 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 20. Now this is one of David's right hand man. Joab. A very powerful soldier the captain of David's army. Very powerful. He worked very hard. He did a lot of things in the camp of David. But look, this guy had a different spirit. You see, there was a war between Saul and David. And Abner, Abner was the captain of Saul's army. And when they lost the war, David decided to make peace with Abner. So Abner came to David. Abner, who was the captain for David, our Saul's camp, he came to meet David. So the Bible says, so Abner came to David to Hebron and 20 men with him. And David made Abner and the men that were with him a feast. Do you see? He was once an enemy. But there's time for peace. And the king, who is the leader now, has made a decision to make peace with the enemy's camp. So he welcomed him, and then Abner said unto David, I will arise and go. So they sat down, they ate, they had a wonderful time, they exchanged goody goodies, and they made plans, nice treaties, all the things that they intend to do for the nation of Israel. And Abner said unto David, I will arise and go and will gather all Israel unto my Lord the king. This is what I'm going to do. All the people who were against you, all the people that I led even to fight in the battle, I'm going to gather all of them. And I will speak to them and they will all belong to you. I will gather all Israel unto my Lord the king that they may make a league with thee, and that thou mayest reign over all that thine heart desireth. And David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. And behold, the servants of David and Joab 
came from pursuing a troop. They were in the battlefield. They were fighting another war. Joab, the captain of David's army. He said they came from pursuing a troop and brought in a great spoil with them. Spoil, when you read spoil in the Bible, is the goodies that they seize from the enemy whenever they go to battle and they win. They bring all the goods that belong to the enemy. So he said they brought great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron, for he had sent him away and he was gone in peace. Are you following the story? He was gone in peace. When Joab and all the hosts that was with him were come, they told Joab, saying, Abner, the son of Ner, came to the king, and he had sent him away, and he's gone in peace. They knew that Abner was a wild enemy, number one enemy against David's camp. He was the arch enemy. He was the head, he was the captain of the, 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 the camp of Saul. And so all the soldiers knew him. So they were, they were surprised even to see him there. But David has made peace with him. So the servant told Joab, he says, Abner the son of Ner came to the king and he had sent him away and he's gone in peace. Now look at this. Then Joab came to the king and said, what hast thou done? What have you done? What have you done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away and he's quite gone? By now he's probably reached home. Verse 25. Thou knowest Abner, the son of Ner, that he came to deceive thee and to know thy going out and thy coming in and to know all that thou doest. He came to spy on you. I know Abner. He says, thou, thou knowest Abner, the son of Ner. It's like, you should know Abner. He came to deceive you. He came to spy on you, to know what your plans are, what you are planning to do. Verse 26. And when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner. You see, this guy, he's working for the king. He is the king's right-hand man in the army. So he left the king's presence. And he went and he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Sirah. But David knew it not. Independent spirits, they do things behind the leader. They do things and the leader does not know. People with independent spirits, they have their own mind. And they have their own reason for what they are doing. But sometimes it is as if they are doing it in the name of the leader. In the safety of the leader. But they have their own motives. And I will show you. Do you want me to show you? I will show you. All that I'm sharing with you, I'm sharing from the book Loyalty and Disloyalty by Bishop Daniel Mills. Amen. Amen. He says, and when Joab was come out of out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Sirah. But David knew it not. David did not have any idea. As far as the king is concerned, he has signed a peace treaty and he has sent the man away. Next verse. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, 
Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly. He took him. And there he smote him. There under the faith rib that he died for the blood of Asahel, his brother. For the blood of Asahel, his brother. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So you see, independent spirit, they have their own minds. Independent spirit, they have their own motives. But it is as if they are doing it in the name of the leader. As if they are doing it in the name of the safety of the nation. As if we are doing it for the sake of the church. Amen. You say, what did, what, did, what, did, what did Sister Angie say? She said we should put this here and there. Oh, no, no. Just put this there. And put it. I'm telling you, just put it here. She wouldn't mind. She would like it like that. That is an independent spirit. That is an independent spirit. You say, oh, but she said we should put this here and there. Look, am I not a leader also? I'm a leader. Do, don't you see me with her all the time? Don't you see me talking with her all the time? Go, go and do what I'm telling you. You see, and they always have their motives. They always have their motive. Why they are doing what they do. So he said he smote him there and killed him. The next verse. And afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever from the blood of Abner, the son of Ner. We don't have anything to do with this. Look at verse 30. Verse 30. Let it rest on the head of Joab. Okay, it's fine. Verse 29. Go back to verse 29. It says, let it rest on the head of Joab and all his father's house. And let there not fail from the house of Joab one that had an issue or that is a leper or that leaneth on a staff or that falleth on the sword all that lacked bread. Let me tell you, if you have an independent spirit, I am telling you that this is the kind of prayer that I also pray concerning you. Oh, yes. I'm telling you. And I have seen that the people that have independent spirit, the Lord removes them like this. I, I'm telling you. Because I go on my knees and I pray about them. Because they destroy the church. People with independent spirit, they destroy the church. They don't bring unity in the church. They don't bring love in the church. They don't make people be blessed in the church. They bring confusion in the church. Amen. Sometimes they bring so much tension in the church. People are not free to worship. Because as you are worshiping, you are looking at how Sister Angie is going to react to the way you put this thing here. Because you know that she told you put it here. But this other person told you put it there. And so as you are worshiping, you are checking her out. Is she looking at me? And you, can't, you are not free to worship. Does somebody understand what I'm saying with you? He says, this is the kind of prayer for independent spirit. It's not a good prayer. And God hears prayers like this. Did you hear me? God hears prayers like this. Because he said, I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. And if you become a gate of hell, God will remove you. So verse 30, look at this. 
So Joab and Abishai, his brother, slew Abner. They killed Abner. Now this is the reason. You see, I'm telling you that we will not know why you are doing what you are doing. But God has a binoculars. He's looking deep into your heart. So maybe the soldiers are rejoicing. And Abner is dead. Israel is free. We are free. We don't have any other captain in Saul's camp to torment us anymore. And they are rejoicing. But God is looking in the heart of Joab. And he knows the reason why Joab did that. He says, so Joab and Abishai, his brother, slew Abner. Because this one, it doesn't come from anyone but from God. He's the only one that sees the motive. He says, because he has slain their brother Asahel at Gibeon in the battle. During the war, Abner killed Asahel, Joab's brother. And since that day, Joab had a plan in his mind to eliminate this Abner. Amen. So independent people, they have their own motive. Independent people, they do things contrary to what the leader wants. Amen. I want to read one more with you. One more example of Joab. Joab is an independent spirit. 2 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 5. 2 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 5. It says, And the king commanded Joab and Abishai and Atai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with a young man, even Absalom. Now, Absalom is David's son who became a rebel and he gathered people to fight his own father so he will become a king. Amen. Amen. So, Absalom became now David's enemy. Do you understand? But he was David's son and David loved him dearly. Amen. He loved him. So he says, the king commanded Joab and Abishai and Atai, saying, you see, they are going to war with his own son, but he's advising his army officers, the captains of his army, he's advising them, say, deal gently with my son, Absalom. That means spare his life. We want to overtake them. We want to take over, but deal gently with my son, Absalom. For my sake, do you see? He said, for my sake, deal gently with the young man. And all the people heard when the king gave all the captains charge concerning Absalom. So the, all the people were there. And then he gave the instructions. So they all heard what the king said. That as we are going, as long as Absalom is concerned, we should be careful. It's the king's son. The next verse. So the people went out into the field against Israel. And the battle was in the wood of Ephraim, where the people of Israel were slain before the servants of David. And there was there a great slaughter that day of 20,000 men. So Absalom's army was very strong, and they were killing David's camp. For the battle was, for the battle was there scattered over the face of all the country, and the wood devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. And Absalom met the servants of David. And Absalom rode upon a mule. And the mule went under the thick boughs of a great oak. And 
his head caught hold of the oak. So the guy was riding on a mule. And as he was going, there was some ropes and things falling from a tree. And the mule went under the tree and the ropes caught Absalom's neck. It caught his hair. And it tied his hair. <laughs> what a destiny. <laughs> and his head caught hold of the oak. And he was taken up between heaven and the earth. That means that he was hanging. And the mule that was under him went away. So the mule caught him and the mule went, I mean, the, the, thing, the rope caught him and the mule went away. Now listen, and a certain man saw it. A certain man saw it and told Joab and said, Behold, I saw Absalom hang in an oak. And Joab said unto the man that told him, And behold, thou sawest him, and why didst thou not smite him there to the ground? Do you see? He told the young man, the young man said, I saw Absalom. Faridia, he said, I saw Absalom. And then David said, why didn't you just kill him? Why didn't you just strike him so he would fall to the ground? And I would have given thee ten shekels of silver and a ghetto. I would have given you a reward. If you had done that, I would have given you a price. Are you with me? Yes. Listen, independent spirits, eh? So listen to this one, verse 12. And the man said unto Joab, Though I should receive a thousand shekels of silver in my hand, yet would I not put forth my hand against the king's son. That is a loyal servant. That is a loyal servant. This is the kind of spirit that God is looking for in his stewards. Faithfulness. He says, this is a, a, an ordinary, what is the least rank in the soldier, in the army? Private. Private. Hey, who's that warrant? <laughs> private. So this is an ordinary private. Mr. Japan, is it correct? Ordinary private. We have to ask the right people, right sources. This is an ordinary private. And look, look. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty is a very important characteristic. And loyalty is always to the high authority. Your loyalty must always be the, to the high authority. In this church, if you are in this church and you are a worker in this church and people have been assigned to oversee what you do and so on, your loyalty is to me, the pastor. So what I say must be what you do. Is someone understand what I'm sharing with you? Your loyalty is not to your shepherd of the ministry. So he said, we love our shepherd. So whatever our shepherd says is what we are doing. Your loyalty is to me, the pastor. Whether you like it or not, I'm saying it. <laughs> Amen. And in this church, my loyalty and your loyalty is to the bishop. So if there is anything that I am doing here that you think this is not a Kodesh family church thing. A Kodesh family church. We don't bring, people don't bring water and the pastor will bathe them with the water. Do you understand? 
So if you ever come to church and you hear, or I say, I say to a young woman, bring, bring water and I'll bathe you and all the demons will leave you. You say, this is not, this is not the church that Bishop Dark started. And so your loyalty now is to the bishop. You have a right to report whatever the pastor is doing to your higher authority. Amen. Amen. Some of you, you hold information, but we will come to all of that later on. Some of you, you see people doing things that are very disloyal, but in the name of friendship, you withhold information. Amen. If you withhold information, God will smite you. Oh, yes. I'm serious. You see, information, eh, it, it, it brings torture. So the best thing to do always is to release it. Give it out. And you are free. You know, there is something that we do, for instance, in the hospitals. You know, in a hospital, when the surgeons operate on people, they operate on patients and they are critically ill and they bring them to the, say, for the, for the intensive care unit or they bring them even to the floor. Because some surgeries, after the surgery is done, you go home. Some, they bring you to the hospital to treat you. So, if you see a patient that is bleeding, bleeding after surgery is a complication of surgery. So, if you say you are, you are a nurse and you know how to deal with bleeding, and you are, you are a doctor, you are a medical doctor, and you know how to deal with bleeding, or you are a physician assistant and you know how to deal with bleeding, or you are an x-ray technician and you say, oh, we need to take x-ray first, and then we see where the bleeding and... You see, you don't hold that information. The moment you see the bleeding, the first thing you do is give that information to the surgeon and you are free. Do you understand? And you are free. The surgeon has to deal with the bleeding complication. Some of you, you hold a lot of information and you are under torture. You are under torment. Amen. But look at this. You see, that is why whenever someone gives information, don't give them names. They are setting themselves free. Look at this. He said, the young man said, though, he said, the, the captain said to the private, you saw Absalom and you didn't kill him, I would have given you a prize. I would have promoted you. I would have given you a new title right now. But he said, though I should receive a thousand shekels of silver in my hand, Yet would I not put forth my hand against the king's son. Why? For in our hearing, the king charged you, the king charged you, and Abishai, and Atai. I was there in our hearing, the king charged you, you. I heard the king talking to you. Saying, beware that none touch the young man Absalom. That is a loyal servant. Do you understand? And now look at what happened. Quickly, I think our time. Otherwise, I should have wrought falsehood against my own life. This is what I'm talking about. I would have brought on, I would have brought on falsehood against my own life. For there is no matter hid from the king. 
That is one of the mistakes that a lot of you make. I know a lot of things in the church. I know a lot of things in the church. But you see, a lot of you think, I don't know. There is no matter that is hid from the king. It's scripture. There's no matter that is hid from the king. For there is no matter hid from the king. And thou thyself wouldest have set thyself against me. That is another thing that you ought to know. You see, when someone connives with you to do some mischief or some evil, the person will turn against you. In the few years that I have become a pastor, I have seen that many times. The person will turn against you. That is why, that is why I always tell you, if you are someone that is always gossiping with another person, understand that your time will also come. Always. Always. Understand that your time will come. There's a story that I share with you about necessitation issues. I think they listen to messages these days, so I will not share that story with you. They will say, you are preaching about us. Then said Joab, I may not tarry thus with thee. He says, forget you, forget you. I don't even have to waste my time with you. And he took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom. While he was yet alive in the midst of the oak, that is an independent spirit. He killed Absalom. And the servant said, we heard in our own ears. When the master, when the king said, spare my son, deal gently with the young man Absalom. Hallelujah. That is an independent spirit. Independent spirit, they do things on their own and they don't care about the consequences. Amen. May you be delivered from an independent spirit. I say, may you be delivered from an independent spirit. At your job, may you be delivered from an independent spirit. In your relationships, may you be delivered from an independent spirit. In your relationship with friends and in a group, whatever group you belong to, may the Lord deliver you from an independent spirit. It brings curses and never promotion. Hallelujah. I was going to share with you the second stage of disloyalty, but our, our time is up. And so we will pause here and we will continue next time we meet. There's too much that I have to share with you. If I begin here, we will not finish. Amen. Wow. Put your hands together for the Lord. And stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. You are going to receive communion. We are about to receive communion. And I want you to have a preparation, a heart ready for blessings, ready for restoration, ready for healing. One here this afternoon, Jesus Christ is not your savior. You have not given your life to Jesus. If you are here this afternoon, you want to give your life to Jesus. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Christ in my life. Maybe you come to church every Sunday. But you know deep in your heart that you are very far from Jesus. You are very far from God. If you were to die today, you are not even sure where you will go. If that is you, this afternoon, I'm giving you this great opportunity. 
Why don't you lift up your right hand with all eyes closed, every head bowed. You say, I feel very far from Jesus. I want to give my life to Christ. If that is your prayer, do not leave this place without giving your life to Christ. You may not have that opportunity again. You may not have that opportunity again. He said, be sure of your salvation. Be sure of your salvation. If that is your prayer, I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand and I will say this short prayer with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Lift up your right hand and I will say this short prayer with you. Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice you made for us. Even whilst we were still sinners, Lord, you sacrificed. You laid down your life for us. We are grateful unto you. We thank you for your word that continues to light our path. We thank you, Lord Jesus. May you keep us, preserve us, deliver us from the wicked one. Deliver us from his subtlety. Deliver us from his lies. Deliver us from his deception. Deliver us from bad counseling in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from ungodly counsel. Deliver us from the counsel of the ungodly. Lord, may you keep us. May your word be a guide unto us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.